We are supported by Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. Ooh. Myrtle Beach, I have so much nostalgia. Me too. I did a spring break in Myrtle yes. Beach. Yes. Did you guys used to go there from Georgia? Yeah. Mm. It was a very common beach destination. Ugh. Long sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline to enjoy. The beach truly is where your best self comes out. Combine that with the irresistible aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants, and you've got yourself the perfect vacation. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. We are supported by Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is Mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Anonymous. You got it right. I'm Pete Husky. I'm joined (laughs) by Barbara Sanders. (laughs) Bab Sanders. Babby. Let me think if you can listen to this one today. Yeah. Okay. If you're afraid of funerals... Or death. Oh, but let me tell you something. You cannot spell funeral without fun. F U N. Wow. Yeah, that comes Did from some. Al- now there's some album or song from the '90s, wow. some alternative band that somehow. Wow. I did mean, that. I know when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. That. I but know. you cannot spell funeral without fun. Wow. So today's episode is the craziest thing that has happened at a funeral. And we get a surprise story from Aaron Weekly. That's and I. right. So please enjoy. You're free to listen. No warnings. <laughs> Hard times come and go. Good times take them slow. My life, I had them both. But one thing you gotta know, I'm gonna keep on shining. Hello. So, Annette. Yes. Nice to meet you. Where are you at? I am in West Virginia, but like real close to Maryland. Okay. Uh, Do you have any cider mills out that way? And if so, are you frequenting them this time of year? I'm right next to wine country, so we've got a ton. Fun. You look so snuggly. I know. It's really cold. They keep it like zero degrees in here. (laughs) It's probably a frigid 72 in here if i'm being honest about what i think the temp is it's not at all bad so something interesting slash crazy happened while you were attending a funeral Mm. yeah so i was 19 at the time i'm 37 now you want to do some fast math yeah 18 years ago wow there we go so we should preface with no social media yet well it was like myspace but i think i was too cool to be on myspace not me. I was right on it. You might have ran into Dax you, on MySpace. You could have ran were... into me for sure. I was prowling it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in college. It's like, I think my sophomore year and I'm five and a half hours away. I get a call from my mom. She's like, are you sitting? Your cousin Tisha passed away. I'm like, what happened? She's like, she was a passenger on a motorcycle. Oh, gosh. and. 
died on impact. Don't stare at me like that, Monica. <laughs> I was staring at you too. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go ride motorcycles. Guys, like for the record, I have, I have killed no passengers. Okay, but you still, you. Okay. Well, just wait. So <laughs> I'm devastated. Her and I, we were five months apart. We look a lot alike. A lot of people thought we were sisters. And a couple days go by. I call my mom and I'm like, so when's the viewing? When's the funeral? She's like, well, your aunt, Tisha's mom, really thinks it's best if we don't have a funeral or a viewing. She really didn't believe in God. This wouldn't be the best way to honor her. I'm like, it's like not even like a backyard barbecue. Okay, I guess we'll just move on as we do, as we always do. A couple months later, same side of the family. So this is my dad's side. My grandmother passes away. Wow. Things are really coming quick. Yeah. Yeah. Something's in the water yeah. over again. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother passes away and everyone's at the viewing. My dad is outside taking a smoke break. Just to give you kind of a context, he's not a super emotional guy, kind of blue collar, looks a little bit like Jeff Foxworthy, really nice mustache. Perfect. Boom, oh. broom. <laughs> so someone starts to come up that has blonde hair, blue eyes, looks a little bit like me. And then he's like, no, that's not my daughter. And then they get closer. He's like, oh my gosh. This looks a little bit like my niece, Tisha. Can't be. She's dead. Gets closer. It looks really like his niece, Tisha. He starts like thinking he's having a heart attack. He's not a religious man either. He's like thinking he's seeing something. He has no idea what's going on. She gets close enough and he goes, can I touch you? <gasps> oh, wow. An older man and she's 19. Oh, my God. And dead. Remember, it was, it was years ago. Anyway. So. <laughs> different time. Different time. <laughs> He's like thinking that he's seeing something. Yeah. yeah. Aberration. Can I touch you? Can I give you a hug? And she's like, yeah, Uncle Wayne, what's going on? What? So it's Tisha. I'm scared. This is like Mante Tia. No. Mante. Mante. Yeah. I'm so scared right now. She's not dead. Wait. What? Wait. What? This is really her. She has not died. She's like, what is going on? He's like, your mother told everybody you're dead. No. She has no idea. <laughs> she had no idea so that up. her mother had told everyone that. Correct. First question, is the mom a nurse? <laughs> she does not have Munchausen. Okay. That sounds that, very Munchausen. It does. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. What? Is she, wait, is your aunt a 30 to 50-year-old <laughs> single man? man white man. <laughs> <laughs> also, no. Okay. Oh, my God. So, Her mother had told everyone that she had died. We think to get attention, she has a drug and alcohol problem, maybe money. Oh. So my poor cousin shows up to this viewing having no idea that she's quote unquote dead. Yes. (laughs) Craziest thing I've ever heard. Wow. My dad's like, oh my gosh, we have to like hide your grandfather. What if he has a heart attack when he sees you? You know, there's all these people that think she's dead and not everybody's heart can take that. Okay, right. So they like hide my grandfather and tell him, okay, you know, your granddaughter, Tisha, is actually not dead. She's here. She's outside. Her mother lied. (laughs) Oh, my God. Was it his daughter who had lied or his son's ex-wife or wife who had lied? His son's wife. Okay, that helps, I think. Yes. So my uncle, my cousin's father had passed away when we were like 14. Oh boy. So from like 14 to 19, she had a really rough time of it. My aunt, the one that made up this lie is also at the funeral. Oh boy. Oh my God. Didn't she foresee this? 
Yes. So here's the really crazy part. Leading up to the funeral, she's telling everybody, so someone's going to come that looks a lot like Tisha, but it's just her friend. Oh, what a bad planner your aunt is. (laughs) This is the stupidest thing. Also, your aunt should just pull a no-show at this funeral. The fact that she's going to try to pull all this off, this is like an 80s (laughs) body-switching comedy. Yeah, Yeah, like, how dare she think she's going to pull that off? She's just got to not go to the funeral. I know. She gets so drunk that she's like vomiting. And my mom is a really kind person. And it was like the only one that would talk to her because everyone now knows she's made this story up about Tisha dying and she's not dead. So my mom like drives her home throwing up. It was totally crazy. Wow. How many people were at the funeral, would you say? I actually wasn't there. Oh, you weren't Mm. there. You got a call from your mom saying Tisha's very much alive. Yes. Did she say, are you sitting down? That's exactly what she said. I need you to sit down. <laughs> You're like, again? Oh this my is God. from the movies. Like Everyone just says this now, but there's no point. No one needs to sit down. I don't think anyone's ever like their Passed out. legs have fallen out from under them when they heard news. I mean, I, on TV shows, yeah. but Some people do collapse. Do they? Have you seen this? Out of grief. I don't. I could see that happen. Well, well you yeah, could see movies. it. Yeah, and you've seen it played out by actors in movies. But I've seen people get terrible news many times in my life no one became unstable and actually fell down. i know someone who became unstable upon hearing bad news oh really yeah okay i stand corrected yeah. your mother did the right thing she said annette i need you to sit one more time i know there's been a lot of sitting <laughs> here we are again. you're gonna have like pavlovian every time she calls you just immediately sit yes when you see her name pop up on the phone yeah, i better sit down it's my mom <laughs> time to sit So did you call her immediately? She calls me as soon as my mom hangs up. And I'm like, you're not dead. She's like, no. We're just both like hysterically crying. Well, she's like also laughing and crying. And I'm crying. I'm like, I thought you were dead. She's like, my mom's a crazy person. Now you all know. Yeah. She's embarrassed. I'm sure that this all happened. How long has elapsed between her quote death death and this funeral? Only like two months. Okay, because isn't she like, why is no one calling me anymore? What's going on? You well, know what I, I could mean? see when you're 19 easily going two months without talking to your extended family. Yeah. And she had moved out of the house because of things being not good with her mother. So she was living with a boyfriend at the time, I believe. Did he have a motorcycle? So now I'm going to look at you guys and go, fuck you. Yeah. No one died on the back of a motorcycle. To okay. Do that. It's a little yeah. bit of come up. And- That's why I said, just wait. Yeah. Okay. Annette, I will say, it's rare that people show up to a funeral to mourn the loss of a life and then come out smiling ear to ear because they also gained a life. I bet this is the happiest people have ever left a funeral, finding out that Tisha was alive. Well, and she felt so horrible because she's like, I ruined grandma's funeral. Everyone's talking about me and not about her. She didn't ruin it. My God. No, she didn't. I'd say she saved it. Seriously. Yeah, everyone went home like feeling pretty good. Like, well, we lost grandma, but fuck, we got That never Tisha. happens where someone gets risen from the dead. Wow. Oh, that's wild. Oh, my God. Thanks for yeah, sharing Annette, that. Yeah, Annette, thanks for that story. I did not see that coming. Thank you for having me. Well, it's so nice to meet you. And thank you for that story. Yes. And we're flattered that you listen to the show and you yeah. love it. And you wanted to call and share your story with us. I hope we get to talk to you again. Absolutely. Bye, guys. All right, bye, Annette. Lots of stuff to cover real quick. One is womb broom a eating out. Yeah. Okay. 
also, I thought maybe it was going to be like, oh, no, this is a ghost story. She applied to the wrong one. Oh, sure. For Halloween. Yeah. But then, no. I'm glad it was really Tisha. All right. You guys ready for Matthew? Yeah. Good luck topping that one, Matthew. Oh. Oh, we can't hear you. Well, I bet we will now. Morning. Oh. Yay, bingo. <laughs> How are you, Mr. Shepard, Miss Moise? How are you? Oh, hey. wonderful. Are we calling you by your real name or a code name? I think we'll be okay. I don't live where this happens, so it's all good now. Great. <laughs> Matthew, are you Scottish? No, Northern Irish, but I'm actually in the land of Mr. Ferrier. So oh. I live in Christchurch in New Zealand. No kidding. You went from the very top to the very bottom. Yeah, uh, the story is I was drunk in a bar at 3 a.m. and my best mate was here and he rang me and he goes, what's wrong with you? He goes, I'm depressed. He goes, why don't you come here? So three days later and my mother hating me for the rest of my life, I came and never left. Oh my, wow. oh wow. Did it work? Yeah, I met my wife three weeks later after I landed here and we've had two children. Oh, <laughs> you were just meant to be in New Zealand. It looks like it, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so this funeral you attended, was it in Northern Ireland? Yeah. That was my granddad. So I think I was about 12, 13, something like that. I'd never been to a funeral before. Never knew what was to happen. Didn't know anything really about religion. Whole Northern Ireland thing. Protestant Catholics knew nothing about it. Total ignorance. I'm assuming funerals work the same way in Ireland as they do in the U.S.? Pretty much. You go six feet under, we go to a church. And then the body's on display in the church? The casket's not open. It's just a closed casket. So the whole procession is you go in, have the service, then you carry the body to the grave and they lower the coffin into the grave. Great. Great. So, yeah, like I said, my dad hadn't told me a thing. He came to me the day and goes, yeah, you're a part of the funeral. And I'm like, OK, what does that mean? And he goes, oh, we'll figure it out as, long as we go, because he was busy trying to do everything. It was his dad. So the whole day was like me going, oh, crap, what am I getting myself into? Don't know what's happening. He just goes, stand here and hold this. I'm a big guy now, but I was pretty small when this happened. So carry the coffin into the church. All about these, set the coffin down. You know yourself, you're in church, you're supposed to be quiet. Yeah. You're supposed to be nicey. And of course, I just think, <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Okay, oh. never really go to church. Uh -huh. yeah. So the minister's standing up the front, and he starts to talk about how wonderful my granddad was. I didn't really know much about him. Everything, he's brilliant, he's all the rest. But one part that really started to make me think and start to go, oh my God, I'm going to laugh is... He started to talk about his time in the UDR, which is the Ulster Defence Regiment, which was a part of the British Army that basically kind of just terrorized people and kept them in line. Oh, okay. While that was happening, all he could do was start to laugh. I was starting to titter laughing, going, 70% of this church is Catholic, and they're hearing about how great my granda was and probably kicked the crap out of somebody's grandparents somewhere in this congregation. I can remember the minister at the very end of the service was like, Okay, people, listen to me very carefully. It has rained all night. It has rained for the last few days. This is a small graveyard. Do not go on the grass. The <laughs> graveside is only for the families. That's it. Don't go near it. Don't even try to attempt to go down. So, okay, we lift ground up on the coffin. We're on a path that's oh, probably no. fit for one person. Uh-huh. I'm slipping and sliding. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to drop this coffin. Oh, my God, I'm going to make a hash of it. <laughs> Finally get to the graveside, and it was slow. It took us half an hour, and we're talking less than a couple of hundred meters. Oh, boy. 
still holding a coffin going, somebody get this damn thing off me. It's freaking heavy. Yeah. So set it down and they put sashes or ropes or something along it. So you drop it into the grave. My dad was like, hold this. And I was like, sweet. So the guy put the coffin in and I just nearly went in. The slack caught up. You got like yanked. Oh, big time. So there's me holding this for, oh, dear life, trying to keep this up. <laughs> and I'm so worried that this is going to just go bang. So while I'm straining, I look up going, oh, I can't hold this. And all I see is that just out of the church, this old guy try and come down towards the grave. So he slips uh -oh. in the grass, uh -oh. the wet grass, goes straight into the grave <gasps> and smash and cracks a headstone completely in half. Wait, 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 wait. He slid into your grandfather's grave? No, another grave. And this gravestone, we found out later, was 150 years old. Oh, my. So he cracked this gravestone completely in half. This man was screaming in agony. He must have been at least 80 years old. Oh. So while we're all trying to hold it together, while the minister never breaks a breath, I'm still holding it. I'm starting to laugh. When three other people rush to this guy's help, they slip, oh, come oh. further down, <laughs> and hit one of the guys that's holding the coffin <gasps> the other side of me. No, no. So they came a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. Uh, oh. So I dropped the rope. Uh -huh. I couldn't stop. Uh -huh. Bang, oh. went the coffin, big thud, and I just kind of started to walk away as quickly as I possibly could. I'm crying or something to get away and I could not hold my laughter. <laughs> Two seconds later, I get a hand on my shoulder. It's my dad. And I look up at him and he is in stitches laughing. Oh, thank God. What we found out was is we had split my granda's coffin. Oh. <laughs> we had cracked his complete one half of his coffin. They just filled it in. Everyone was like, shit, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> and as we were walking down, we just kept going. And everyone was coming behind us going, oh, my God, they're really upset. They're really crying and it's terrible and all the rest of it. We just couldn't keep it together. Oh, oh my God. Wow. And there was nothing but ambulances and everything after that. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. This is a big physical set it's piece, like in a movie. Yeah, big bodies sliding down the hill. <laughs> I can't believe they made contact with the guys holding the rope. It was a bit of a mess. Wow. wow. I wish I could have been watching from I just know. over a hill. Me too. I was just impressed the minister kept it together the entire time because he was watching everything that was happening. It was kind of <laughs> came to me that, has he seen this before? Somebody put a barrier up. Just don't let people walk on the grass. Yes. <laughs> it's a death trap. It's person well, after person just sliding down. Look, the guy was a pro. That's why you bring a guy like that in. He can just keep running through. He was the band playing on the sinking Titanic. Mm -hmm. He never stopped strumming the cello. That's right. I mean, I would use him again. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matthew, that's an incredible story. Yes. And I'm really jealous I didn't witness it. I mean, what a bunch of hijinks. Thank you so much yeah. for that story. That's incredible. Thank you. And uh, I've been a cherry for quite a while. So when Mr. Ferrier ever gets you to Christchurch or over to New Zealand, I'm definitely coming to see you guys. Oh, awesome. thank you. Well, we're flattered you're listening all the way down under there. I'm kind of trying to tell my work at the moment. Can you please stop asking me to do work? I've got podcasts to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting a bit annoyed with me. <laughs> all right. Well, great meeting yes. you, Matthew. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, Pam. Bye.
Also, this like 12 year old boy trying to hold that sash. Too big of a job. That's way too big. That's the age, too. You're tired doing everything when you're 12. Yeah. Like, if you gotta stand anywhere, like, oh. <laughs> holding something would be too much. <laughs> Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Are we calling you by your real name? You can call me by my real name. Great. Okay, wonderful. So, Ashley. Please tell us you attended a funeral that got crazy. Well, unfortunately, I was the one who was witnessed. Oh, oh, oh wow. Okay. okay, good. This is good. <laughs> yeah. In my defense, I was really little, so that should cover my butt a little bit. Okay. I was probably two and a half, three, and I have a sister who is a year older than me. And I have to tell you a little backstory so that it makes sense. So my dad used to come home from work and he would be exhausted and he'd lay down on the couch and my sister and I would jump on top of him. And in his attempt to just get a few more moments, we would lift up his arm and it would just drop. And we called it the dead arm game. Okay. <laughs> Now, Ashley, when dad was uh, participating in the dead arm game, was he actually asleep or was he just allowing you to pretend? Just allowing us to pretend. We were living in Omaha, Nebraska at the time. My mom, one of her college best friends, her parents died in a horrific car accident. Oh. Okay. So my mom <laughs> packs my sister and I up and she's like, we're going to hoof it. And like you do in the 80s, you pack everything you can to entertain a child because <laughs> iPads were no thing. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You had some Fisher-Price stuff. Oh, yeah, and some <laughs> super awesome backpacks with all the plastic makeup. And it wasn't even like play makeup. It was the plastic kind with the plastic applicator. Sure. <laughs> and on the way there, and I vividly remember this, my mom was like an avid parenting magazine parenting book reader she was going to be the best mom so she's trying to explain to us what death is and what we're going to and she's going to make sure we're the best behaved children that have ever <laughs> attended a funeral yeah and so on the way there she's like it's not the real person the real person's on the inside and the body is just the glove oh wow yeah oh wow's right so <laughs> We get to said funeral and like all classic churches, it's the aisle down the middle. My mom is standing with her back to the two caskets. The dad's casket is closed because it was so horrific. It could not be opened. And the mom's casket was open. So she is talking to the daughter of these two people and her face goes white as a ghost. And she says, Debbie, are those your children? And she turned around. Now, there have been many times in my life my mother has not claimed me, but she had no choice. She turned around. I was in the casket. <gasps> You'd gotten yourself okay. all the way in there. Okay. I am sitting crisscross applesauce on this woman's <laughs> chest. On the corpse. No, 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 no. On the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister is kind of dangling. You know, when moms can talk and you understand every word, but their teeth are like completely closed. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> and I just ever so happily smile at her. And she said, it reverberated in this church. You were screaming. <laughs> I'm playing the Jedi game. 
Okay, mom. Uh, oh <laughs> my god. Were you lifting up the arm? I was lifting up the arm and dropping it. No. Oh wow. And then my sister goes, Mom, her makeup is horrible. I have got to fix it. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> and take out her little plastic makeup. Digging at the corpse. <laughs> yeah, with her plastic applicator <laughs> on her hard face. Oh my Needless god. Needless to say, my mom just came up and grabbed us and we were out of the church within seconds. So then we had to drive all the way back to Omaha. Do you have any idea what mom said? I mean, was it self-evident that, that you had made a mistake or did she really need to belabor the fact that you shouldn't be in the <laughs> casket with the corpse? No, I think pretty self-evident but <laughs> i think now she has come around to the fact that we have brought so much joy to people with this story so when funerals get rough now people just remember us that's nice did they stay friends have you been around her like aunt becky or something my mom just talks to her like every six months did she herself come to look back on that moment fondly yeah we have a lot of these we were very good kids but when you got us together that's kind of that's a gift though yeah if you go to a funeral like it's such a bummer and you're watching the loss of life but then you see like the birth of life you see these little yes. lively creatures also there's something really like wonderful about the fact that kids don't give a shit if a body's dead yeah, they're not even grossed out yeah the idea of touching that nap like i couldn't imagine but i was not grossed out by that at all i can't believe you were sitting on her <laughs> you know when Kristen's grandma died she died in the house and while they waited for the corner to come uh she was with her cousins and her mother and aunt allowed her and her cousins to play go fish with grandma they put cards in the corpse's hand and they were i think playing. they like painted her nails and they stuff. painted her nails and then they played go fish and they really just were role playing with the corpse for a while everyone was fine with it yeah Death is scary, so whatever you can do to make it more enjoyable for children yeah. and less scary. The body's a glove, Dax. The body's a glove. <laughs> I'm going to stipulate that my funeral is held in an active play zone, like one that's open oh, for wow. business so that kids yes. can really throw me in the balls, push the corpse down the slide, really have a good time. Uh, oh, Ashley, what an incredible story. I'm really happy you did that. I bet everyone that was there was happy. Your mother was roughed up. She was embarrassed. It's character building. I built character in her, you know? Exactly. She owes you a thank you. You taught her that she has no control. Yes, this is the greatest <laughs> gift you can learn in life. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, Ashley, what an incredible story. Thank yes. you so much for telling us that. Thank you. It was lovely to meet you guys. Right lovely back at you. you. Be good. Oh, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bye. 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 We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artists, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. 
Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are supported by Canva. Good presentations take time. Or they used to, because now you have Canva to help you make amazing slides fast. I'm talking like seconds, thanks to the power of AI in Canva presentations. All you have to do is start with a prompt like a sales presentation for a tech company, then sit back and let Canva work its magic. It's incredible what AI is doing. I'm seeing all kinds of image generated. I follow I these architectural websites that it's all AI generated. It's just mind blowing what it comes up with. You just tell it what you want and it'll do it. Boom. It's a time saver and it's easy for any department to use. And it's great for companies of any size. Even Fortune 500 companies rely on Canva. Finish your work faster and generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, Getting ready for a marathon or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. Hello. Hi. The simulation is real. <laughs> <laughs> All praise to a show. Blessed be his gifts. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look at this background. Oh, very autumnal. Oh, this is actually my like dog nook. It's like the most Ooh. soundproof place nice. in my house. You have a lucky dog. You don't get to say that normally. Literally, you call people, you call humans. Well, you're a lucky dog. Oh yeah. But in this case, it's literal. You have a lucky dog. Okay, so Leanne, you had a crazy experience at a funeral? I did. So I worked at a baboon sanctuary in Southern Africa for like eight years. Oh my gosh. What kind of olives? Hamadryas? Chakma, the big ones. The big boys. Okay. Did they ever fight with chimps? Not with chimps. They fought with us. Oh, Oh, okay. So the founder, her name is Rita, and she was a very awesome, inspiring woman. She was in her 80s when I started working there. And like to give a little context to her, her parents were Nazis. She grew up in Germany as a member of Hitler Youth. Oh, (gasps) wow. And once she realized what that meant, she yeeted out of there (laughs) and got married and moved to South Africa. So not a Nazi sympathizer. And she flew a plane. She had her own plane, her own airstrip. She had two daughters. And tragically, her daughter and her husband died in a plane that she had. And so after that, she, through a very strange set of circumstances, ending up with this baby baboon that turned into hundreds. And she was kind of the only person doing that. In 2012, 
she passed away in a fire oh my um, God. on the property. Yeah, it was very tragic. So my direct boss, I'll call him John. I didn't tell him I was going to do this. He was there since he was 18 years old. He was just a kid. He's this sweet man, like lives in the bush, bearded, scraggly hair, same shoes for years and years, full of holes. And now he has to host all these people from all over the world coming in for this funeral. And she was well-known. People called her like the Jane Goodall of baboons. And his girlfriend suggested he should probably wear a suit and loafers. And you can tell he's like itchy. So we're welcoming all these people. And keep in mind, we have hundreds of captive baboons, but we also have hundreds of wild baboons that have gravitated towards the captive ones that just free roam on the property. Because you got females in asterisks and everyone's coming to get some. Yes. It's a constant cacophony of noise there with any animals, but there's a certain sound that happens where, you know, shit went down (gasps) and it's an eruption of chaos. And of course, as everyone's coming in, the whole place erupts. In a riot. Yes. I mean, it's like dozens of acres, hundreds of baboons, rattling of cages, absolute pandemonium. And we realize that place is divided into four sections and the oldest baboons, the least humanized, the furthest away from the human things have all escaped. Oh, there's probably, I don't know, 40, 50 of them amongst like now the hundreds of wild baboons. And so, of course, my boss is the person that needs to handle this in his loafers and his jacket and his white shirt. So we all head down. He heads down and he's got pliers trying to like fix the hole while also chasing in all the baboons. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Running across the cages, bouncing across, grabbing baboons, throwing them in, getting his shirt ripped, getting his shoe scuffed, getting his hair messed up. Like everything is absolute mess. They get back in, but my most solid memory of him is standing on the roof of the cage is just torn to shreds going, fuck you, Rita. I know you did this to me. (laughs) And she would have absolutely loved this moment. And if that is where she was at, she definitely concocted this thing to get one last rise out of him. (laughs) Was her body on display? Was it like a conventional funeral or is it more like a celebration? Because of the circumstances of her passing. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said. There were also three baboons with her. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. They were all together. They're still there on the property laid to rest with a beautiful like stone memorial. Were we mid-ceremony when all hell broke loose? Not yet. This was like during the arrival. Oh, welcome. <laughs> Everyone there is like, this is a terrible idea. Why the <laughs> fuck did we come down here? Luckily, all of our friends and supporters that came out had been there before. So this was not incredibly unexpected. <laughs> uh-huh. But the timing and the person who had to dress up and be in the clothes and like put on the performance <laughs> oh still had to God. go back. Of course, today, a once every few months disaster happened on that day. <laughs> The males are over 100 pounds. I think the biggest one we had was about 75. They look like they're 200 pounds because of all the hair. And they're incredibly powerful. Mm. And the canines are outrageous. I have a bunch, yes. I think they're the biggest canine to body size ratio of any mammal. Wow. Oh, my God. Did they ever attack the humans? Much more rarely than you'd think. Our house had a cage around it, so they couldn't get in. Oh, my God. And so there was no food allowed outside the cage or it would not be yours. And if you did not make eye contact with or mess with their babies, you're pretty much good. They knew us and they were pretty habituated to our presence and they kind of liked us. We had a few males that liked us maybe a little too much. Oh, boy. Sure. They got no issue with cross-species love. No. Like dolphins. 
They have a type. We like, I'm blonde and we had another blonde volunteer and there were some that were fond of blondes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you think they just wanted to attend the ceremony? I think that's something Kristen would say. Well, I say, I'm asking, yeah. Right, but there's always like this sweet story they give to animals. Like, do you think they were mourning her? They really do truly have a talent for comedy. They know who to mess with and how to get the funniest reaction. And they will do it on repeat because it's funny. So... If I had to guess, they thought this would be the perfect moment. Wow. They're rascals. Smart. It's a troop of wobby wobs. Wow. Yikes. In fact, I'm going to petition the Primatology Association of the World to rename them the wobby wob baboons <laughs> for their <laughs> rascaliness. Oh, my God. What do you think? They do have a lot of bobbies because they are called Bobian in Afrikaans. So there are many former pet baboon named Bobby. Well, we could call them Bobby Bobs. <laughs> Oh, Bobby Bobs. Yeah. Oh, that works out beautifully. <laughs> um, well, what a wild thing. That's a lot of bodies. And they're fast. They're running. Yeah. They're cheap shotting each other and splitting, right? Sure. I mean, I have four brothers. There's five of us. I thrive in chaos. This was perfect for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. What a That's story. Yeah. 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 I wish I was there. I wish I had attended that funeral. You would have loved it. I would have loved it. It was good for people watching. Yeah. You could tell them apart pretty well? Absolutely. All 600 plus had names and we knew their parents, we knew oh. their kids, their favorite boyfriend, their secret boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> secret boyfriend. Side pieces? Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. They live a fun life. They do. They're out babooning around all Bobby the time. Bobby bobbing around. Bobby bobbing Bobby. around. Well, thank you so much, Leanne. That was a great story. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you made it out alive. What a fun thing for you to have experienced. Yes, it was great. All right. Well, great meeting yeah. you. You too. Thank you guys so much. All right. Take Bye. care. Take care. Bye. Sharon. Hello. 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 So the prompt for this one was something crazy you witnessed at a funeral. And it'd be silly to try to say what our craziest story is, but I got to say this is in contention, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is a very delicate one to tell because it was a friend of ours. And so we're going to try to do it in a way that is respectful to his family. Okay, so let's start with the fact that we had a really good friend in junior high. Me more than you. I was really close with him for a period when you were starting to run with the devil. Yes, yes, yes. I started hanging out with him more. But then I moved away to Wald Lake, and then you got kicked out of high school. So I guess this was 11th grade, wasn't it? Yes. I remember one time in 10th grade he said hi to me in the hallway and he told me that he was checking up on me because you asked him to to see how i was doing oh. if i was okay oh. i do remember that i don't think i ever told you no it was super super sweet on both sides you and him. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm already sad about this boy now. Yeah, it is, Aaron. A, it is a sad story. He was a super <laughs> duper sweet, sweet kid. Oh. So he was killed in a drunk driving accident when we were in 11th grade. Maybe it was 12th. I don't know. What I do know is that I picked you up and we drove there together. And it was during like a school day somehow or maybe immediately after school got out. It was noon somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And we hadn't seen anyone that we went to junior high with in a long time. I certainly hadn't seen anyone in a very long time. And you had been out of Milford High at that point for a while. Oh, yeah. So we arrive at 
Lynch and Sons funeral home in our hometown of Milford. We had gone to school at the Lynch's. Like we knew these kids. It was the family business. It was in our small town. And at the Lynch and Sons funeral home, there were like three or four different viewing areas, right? So there were multiple funerals going on at the same time. We just walk in and we look to the right. And by God, the man that they're mourning is sitting upright in his casket. Yeah. And I mean, not just upright. No, like off to a 45 degree angle, trying to exit. He's hanging over the boundary (laughs) of the casket and he's bald and he's an old man and he's very much attending his own funeral and there's people gathered around of course and no one is acknowledging that this man is escaping (laughs) his casket (laughs) mid fucking funeral so we're like oh my god we just couldn't like we're already laughing really really hard and we're like we're running to the side so no one can see us laughing and we're trying to laugh really quietly and then we just can't stop taking some peeks so then we get our shit together enough that we're going to enter the viewing area of our friend we get in line and i don't know about you aaron but it was a little distracting to me i'm of course like i haven't seen a lot of these kids in a long time so kind of looking around and i'm thinking oh yeah you and i are still together like we were inseparable yeah if i can back up even i think before entering and seeing the old man we already were in the parking lot and we were kind of joking about something nothing to do with our friend and then we realized we had to fucking tone it down we thought right away like oh people are gonna be furious with us that we're laughing and that's when we walked in after like kind of making a commitment to each other to knock it off and we see see a fucking old man immediately escaping a casket (laughs) (laughs) yes it's very much like now we have the giggles and now we're in church right okay What you also need to know is that our friend from sixth grade on had a pretty robust mustache, but it was a blonde mustache. Right. Really blonde. The blondest (laughs) mustache you ever saw. And neither of us have seen our friend for a couple years. We're in line and we're making our way up to the casket. And now we've kind of turned left and we're walking parallel. Now all we're seeing is the door of the casket, which is open. And we start noticing there's a ton of police badges all over the castle. <laughs> Local, state. There are so many badges in this coffin. It's so confusing to us. We're like, what's going on? Yeah, aren't we still in high school? Yes. This is just weird. It's The whole thing is solid badges, wall-to-wall badges. And now we step up to view our friend, who we haven't seen in a couple years. And they have, no disrespect to Lynch and Sons, I'm sure they do a lot of quality work. They had dyed his mustache shoe polish black. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about his hair? Did he have hair? Yes, he had still blonde hair. Still blonde hair. Oh, my God. Yes, I don't know why they thought this guy probably has a Tom Selleck shoe polish black (laughs) mustache. So... This is overwhelming. Of course. Coupled with all the badges in the casket. And Aaron says under his breath to me, oh, my God, he was undercover. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Like he grew that mustache after school and shaved it before school. Yes, he seemed like he was 30, and now we're learning he was a police officer. When Aaron said, oh, my God, he was undercover, like, you know, it was also 21 Jump Street was pretty popular at the time. Sure. Now we're in big, big trouble. Once Aaron says he was undercover, we're all very on the verge of starting to laugh out loud. Yeah. Tears are streaming down our face. I'm pinching my penis as I do sometimes when I think, like, <laughs> I'm going to pee my pants. Okay. And now we're acting like we're crying. We're like, <laughs> we're trying not to laugh. And now we have to sprint out of there. As I recall, we just had yeah. to get the fuck out of that room as quick as possible before we embarrass ourselves or dishonored this person we loved. Ugh. And we really scampered down the hallway, keeping our laughter in check. We're making it down the hallway. We've completely forgot about the guy exiting his fucking casket. The last thing we see, because he's right next to the doors, is that goddamn old man. He's even further out of his <laughs> casket. <at this> <laughs> and we break through the double doors, and then it's just on. Like, we're, it's just an explosion of laughter, and we're searching for relief. And as this has happened, like a group of six classmates of ours we haven't seen in a while walk up the steps. And sure enough, we've done exactly what we were afraid we yep. were going to do. And what everyone knew we would do, we're making a mockery of this. Oh, no. Yeah, disrespecting the whole deal. Oh, man. That fucking guy being in that front room, the worst call they could have ever made greeting you and saying goodbye to you what do we think happened his body filled up with so much air it was like a balloon yeah. trying to get no. yes. I'm certain of what happened which was rigor mortis set in and he was in a chair or something oh. and then when they put him in the casket they definitely weighted him right and somehow either that weight wasn't enough or something happened where that weight had to have either come off or whatever. And then he must have sprung into that position, truth be told. Oh, my we God. Did, Can we, you imagine if you're sitting there and it just I, popped I, up? Jack in the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's so scary. I'm surprised there wasn't three more deaths in that room. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you are, but I had totally forgotten about that guy. At that point, so much had happened so quickly in the other room. And I was trying to get out of there so fast. Even though we knew he was there, it's the last <laughs> thing we ever expected to see leaving. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. my God. Yeah. Mm. When you called the other day or texted me to get on, we were in a hurry in Adelaide asked me what was the story you and Dax are gonna tell and I said she'll be 12 in a couple of weeks and I told her the part with the old man and she like almost spit out whatever she was drinking <laughs> couldn't believe it of course why is every story that ridiculous with you kids oh, oh boy but I do love and miss that kid and it was absolutely, absolutely heartbreaking that that happened to him yeah. and we we probably just shouldn't have even been at a funeral at that age with our disposition. No. Right. Yeah, well, we're... also, I don't know that you guys had it in you to feel the sadness at that time. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, we've had a couple of these over the years. A really good friend of ours died. And you're right. We couldn't. 
It's unfathomable. The mourning could only happen when we were plastered. Exactly. Like your brain wouldn't let you unless you had guards down. Too scared, mm -hmm. yeah, to let all that in. Yeah. But a good enough boy, I knew I wanted to show his parents that he had friends and that I would come. Because yeah. again, I hadn't seen him in four. Like, so it started with, I thought like, okay, I'm going to do the right thing. Of course. I'm sure no one was happy that I came. <laughs> we were really throwing a curveball. <laughs> yeah. We weren't prepared. <laughs> well, I'm glad she liked that part. You didn't tell her the rest. I guess that's more abstract that you found out your friend was a cop. No, I didn't. Do we know what was the, oh, all so the badges? We did find out after the fact that he had at that point declared he wanted to become a cop when he graduated. Oh, okay. <laughs> I still don't understand. Okay. It might not explain all 50 of the badges. badges in there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he had come to collect those. Right. I don't know. Just everyone kind of knew at that point. That's what he was going to do is be a cop. Also, we were possibly the last ones to know about the mustache being so dark. Like, I don't know if it was Lynch and Sons <laughs> fault or that's just what happened when he decided to be a cop. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe he looked like that for a while. Yeah, I mean, I can, what I can tell you is there was zero pigment in the mustache. Like, when I tell you it was a white mustache, it's not like it would have turned dark. No, no, but I mean, he may be a dev. Started using just for men to look more I, like a cop. Why would the funeral home do that? Because I think they thought something happened in death that made his no, mustache white. No. Well, I think they would have been like, well, there's no way his mustache was this white. Something must have happened. No, they would have asked the parents. I don't think the parents go see the body a day ahead of the time. I think they're seeing it for the first time at the funeral with the rest of us. So if they've made this really big judgment <laughs> call so. two days before in the morgue, oh, everyone could be finding out at the same time that they made the wrong call. You get like an hour before the family gets to go look at the body, but still that's not enough time. Their choices would have been shave it off completely. <laughs> that wasn't an option. No. Oof, wow. I don't think he started dying at midway through high school. That's too big of a swing in high school. I think if Wade was laying there and had a black mustache, I think I'd be calling for somebody's job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I gotta imagine someone lost their job. Double whammy also, whoever waited the fucking corpse at the beginning oh, of the- fuck. Someone yeah. had a really off day. To be fair, that's a hard job. That is a really hard job. It's a job. thankless job. Yeah, I know. No one ever says to you, I appreciate how good you made me look for my funeral. Exactly. But it, it's kind of in keeping with what we were seeing right from the jump. Yeah. Oh, well, I love you. And I hope that wasn't terribly disrespectful. Again, so much love and sadness over that situation. By the way, there's already been like five of these prompts where I was like, well, I should call Aaron. We have a good one about this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I love you guys, too. All right. Bye. Talk to you later, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Does this giving you any ideas for the funeral you want to have? Mm. I do want Matt Damon to give the eulogy. I really hope your game plan is to outlive Matt Damon. You're 20 years younger. We just don't know what will we happen. We don't know. He and does he, have access to some good science. He's very virile. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> and dialed in with the Harvard community. He probably will be first in line for some kind of life extension thing. Yeah, I think him and Ben will take my body to a different room first. Oh, my God. Do you want them to make love to your <laughs> well, dead body? I don't know what they're going to do, but the, <laughs> okay. I want them to have some privacy and some alone time with okay. me as a dead body. To get some closure? Yeah. Okay. Then they can bring me back in and everyone else can come in and have... Look at the remains, what they've <laughs> left of you. <laughs> Fine. I'll be the executor of your will. Yeah. Be, oh, God, I can't wait to make this phone call. So, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> you've been bestowed a very, very high honor. Well, first of all, are you seated? Sit down. <laughs> Monica's dead. I'm sorry, who? No, maybe Ben. He hasn't met you exactly. yet. But Matt's like, oh, my God. I thought that hug and kiss would have got her into her old age. Yeah. Well, it did, Matt. You should be happy. She died with a smile on her face right. thinking about that hug and kiss. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, here's for the good news. She has invited both of you to take her body into a private room and do with her as you please. She hasn't stipulated what you should do, but sky is the limit. You have an all-access pass to her corpse. Make it clear, please. Not only can they, they have to. Okay, they have to. You are obliged to do this. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> it is illegal, but it is curious if you give someone consent That's while right. you're alive. That's right. Why is it illegal? Exactly. I guess it just demonstrates that you're capable of some real grossness that might be a threat to society. But I'm saying they have to. Okay. For, for legal reasons. For legal reasons. Okay. <laughs> I want to have my funeral in Northern Ireland where Matthew was. And I'm going to stipulate it can only be held after five days of heavy rain. And I want everyone to use the grass specifically. In fact, I'm going to pay to have the sidewalk torn out before. And so it's just an enormous slip and slide. I want my cast head to go fucking flying down a grassy, wet hill. I want it to be taken out headstones. Like, forget one headstone. I want to take out, like, bowling pins. Oh, my God. Everyone's laughing and carrying on. Crying and laughing. Matt and Damon and Ben are holding each other, trying to get past. So in your... the order of events, it's me first, then you, then Madam Ben. Oh, no, you not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, because you have to call him. Good point. Yeah. Well... That's gone completely counter to our <laughs> chronology because as an actuary, it should go in the exact reverse order of what uh, you're pitching. Life is unpredictable. Well, that is. And it's a box of chocolates. I love you. Love you. Do you want to sing a tune or something? We don't have a theme song. Oh. Okay, great. We don't have a theme song for this new show, so here I go, go, go. We're going to ask some random questions and with the help of our cherries we'll get some suggestions on the fly rhyme dish on the fly rhyme dish enjoy